Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. Colossians, wait for it. All right, Colossians chapter 2. I'm picking up where Samuel left off last week. (laughs) Almost, literally. Colossians chapter 2. We'll start with verse 6. You all got it? Nope. All right. When you have it, say something. Got it. it. Yep. It's on your phone. Colossians 2, 6. I'll be starting in the Passion Translation. You all got it? Say something. Okay. In the same way. Not yet. Not yet. In the same way you received Jesus, our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue, I heard that word already this morning, continue your journey of faith, progressing further into your union with him. Your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength, encouraged in every way, for you are established in the faith You have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending. Say the word pretending. To be full of wisdom when they are filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they, those that are pretending, operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. For he, Jesus, say Jesus, is the complete fullness of deity living in human form and our own completeness, say our own completeness, is now found, say now found in him. We are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Woo, that's a lot. He is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe because our God reigns. God, we thank you for your word. It is living, it's active, it's sharper than any double-edged sword. So we open our hearts up to you today and say, have your way. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. We choose to keep it real and to be authentic with you, with ourselves, and with each other. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Give someone a high five before you sit down. Okay. All right. Excellent. I've been given the task to be the third person to preach on authenticity. Thank you. <laughs> so today's title is called Let's Keep It Real. So the word authentic means, I think it's been stated a few times, but I'm going to say it again. It means of undisputed origin, genuine, real, original, actual, bona fide, true. I love this definition. Genuine to design and purpose. Did you hear that? Genuine to design and purpose is actually authentic. 
So here is my entire message in one sentence. Are you ready? An authentic encounter and experience with the authentic gospel, Jesus, produces authentic people who find authentic purpose and realize their authentic potential and destiny. That's the message today. I'll say it again. An authentic encounter and experience with the authentic gospel, Jesus, produces authentic people who find authentic purpose and realize their authentic potential and destiny. Number one, true authenticity actually begins with the authentic gospel, which is good news. The gospel is about a relationship with Jesus. It starts with him. So I, I hope as I go through this today, there'll be some affirmation in your spirit, but there'll also be some, uh, some awakening, some quickening in your, in, your, in your spirit. But I also pray that it helps us in our relational interactions with other people, with God and with ourselves. That's my heart today, above all. All right, the authentic gospel is a person. It's about Jesus, the person. All across the globe right now, people are encountering, having authentic encounters and experiences with Jesus. This is, should excite us because it's more than just something uh, that's man-made. God is clearly showing up in a very special um, Sam even said last week, a sacred way. And I, I see this happening, and people are responding to the person of Jesus. He is what the gospel is all about. I'm, on, I'm reminding us of this. So the authentic gospel is receiving Jesus, all of him, who he is, what he's done, and what he's doing. So who he is is God. What he's done is he gave his life for the entire world, the sins of this world. But the gospel isn't just... In getting people to agree that they're sinners so that they'll receive what he's done so that they get to go to heaven. That's part of it. But that's not what Jesus was interested in doing. He was interested in restoring the relationship that had been lost or severed in the garden. Right? So the gospel is about Jesus, the person. It's about him. Unfortunately, I've met lots of people who have had uh, an encounter with the, a message. They have even said yes to the message. And I would say that they're believers. They're Christians in the sense of they will go to heaven. But I wonder if they've actually had an authentic experience with the person of Jesus Christ. We can read about him without experiencing him right there's a difference there so i'm setting this this baseline for us so the authentic gospel is where authenticity actually begins stay with me 
It's, it's simply starting here. Do you, R.C., take Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And when I say yes, it's just like saying yes to my wife. It's the beginning of an intimate relationship that's for a lifetime and into eternity with Jesus. Isn't that wonderful? So keep your Bible out. Verse 6 in our text says, In the same way you received Jesus. How does one receive Jesus? I said it by yes, saying yes, but really it's by faith, right? For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I received Jesus by faith. I like how the Passion says it. For by grace you have been saved by faith. Nothing you could ever do could earn this salvation. For it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast. For salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Amen. 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 So Jesus is the baseline for true authenticity. How can I say that? Well, I would, I would dare to say he was the most authentic person who ever walked the planet. Think about it. So we want authenticity to be our life. It's our mandate here at this pursuit in this place. It's our mandate. So we have a good role model. So I don't get to make up what authenticity is. He does. Right? Stay with me. He is the most authentic human to ever grace the planet, fully God, fully man. And when we receive Christ, say yes to him, we are authenticated. I'll describe that. This is cool, I got to say. This is really, really cool. When we receive Jesus, we're authenticated. So to authenticate something is to prove or show that something or someone is actually true, it's genuine, it's valid, and it verifies one's identity. Or with art and painting, um, artists in the room know this to be true, um, their artwork is authenticated by proving that it was indeed made by the artist or created by the artist. So, are you with me? Stay with me. So, a certificate of authenticity, which is like the artwork's identity card, is provided to ascertain that the work is actually authentic and its value. Okay? So when, when uh, Sam makes a piece of art, he can authenticate it by having a certificate that says, I made it on this date, right? And this is what the piece is, right? So that certificate with the art together, it authenticates that this is art is actually real and true and is what Sam says it is. Does that make sense? Am I, is that kind of a, that's a, my definition of how it works. So, so the artist actually defines the art. Now we can look at the art and we can take his art and put it in Italy and let Italian people look at his art and they could describe it and see what they see and what they think. But Sam is the one that authenticates his art. And even if he were to, well, in 200 years, I'm picking on you, Sam. Thanks. <laughs> I love you. In 200 years, uh, 
if his art's over in Italy and his certificate of authenticity is here, um, people over there will say, well, I don't know who really made that piece of art. I don't know, right? I think Elijah made it, or I think someone else made it, and I don't really know how much it's worth. But if you get that certificate of authenticity and you put it against the piece of art, and all of a sudden no, we, it verifies this is real. He made it, and it's worth a lot because Sam Farinato's art is to be desired across the world, right? So it gives value. It authenticates that that piece of art was real, that it's exactly what it was designed to be. So every human has been created in the image of the likeness of God. It's true. Every person you see, this should help us in our interaction with all people, whether we're, they're Christians or not. Um, this is a lot. This is good. So they've been created in the image and likeness of God. Psalms 139. And keep your finger in Colossians because we're going to come right back to it. Psalms 139 says, verse 13, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, you saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. This is true about you. This is true about people. Whether they know it or not, it's true. So what the beautiful reality is, and it's so amazing that God would give us the privilege to say yes to authentication or the freedom to reject him and seek to find authentication elsewhere. This should help us when we're loving people that are hard or we would say they don't know who they are, or, right? Or they're wrong or whatever it is, however we perceive that. This should help us love people well. Jesus purchased our authentic authentication with his very life. We are valuable and of great worth to him, so much so that he gave it all. I want to remind us of that. Isn't this amazing? I could never hear this enough. It's about Jesus. I love this morning all about Jesus. I love what God is doing across the earth. It's about Jesus. The movies come out. It's about Jesus. Isn't this fun? What a great time to be alive. So being truly authentic and authenticated begins with Jesus and is a journey of a lifetime. Fun. This is great. Verse 6. In the same way you receive Jesus, our Lord and Messiah by faith. Here's the word. Continue your journey of faith. Continue, continue, continue. It's a journey. It's a progress further into your union with him. Experiencing Jesus produces an authentic person, right? Verse 7, your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are, here it is, continually infused with strength. So, salvation is not a one-time event. It's the beginning 
of a marriage relationship. It's a beginning of a journey with Jesus. Our roots go deeply as we're continually infused with these things. This is great. With strength and encouraged in every way. How many of you need encouragement today? Some of you. How many of us need encouragement today? Jesus is our source of encouragement. For you are established in the faith that you've absorbed and enriched by your devotion to him. Ooh, I love this. So in this authentic experience, or I'm using the word experience very intentionally because I want us to to equate our relationship with God as a daily moment-by-moment, play-by-play experience with him. Because right now he's living in us by his spirit. And I'm I'm speaking to Christians today. I really am. So I didn't preface it at the beginning. I was going to say this message and even this letter that Paul wrote was to Christian people, right? It was to people that were following Jesus. So I'm addressing us today as believers. If you don't know Jesus, I think you'll be encouraged. And I think you'll be able to hear the message of the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus. And my prayer is that you would say yes to him today if you don't know him. If you haven't said yes, okay? Okay, back, we're back engaged. That was freebie. I have a lot. I'm just trying to get somewhere. All right. So in this relationship with Jesus, we're growing, we're developing, we're changing. This is good, but here's what I want to make clear. We're not becoming more holy. We're not becoming more righteous. We're becoming more aware of who he is and actually who we are in him and who he says we are because of him. So my growth in life is actually becoming more aware of who he says I already am. So because, and I say this because I've been told that I'm seated in heavenly places. And I'll tell you what, I, my revelation, my understanding of what that means is, is very minimal. But I know that there's something in that that God wants to reveal to me. And I grow and learn and, and become that reality in my life. Are you with me? So the idea of growing in Jesus The maturing process is actually us becoming more and more aware of who he created us to be, right? So the changing is becoming that, right? It's not changing my position in him and how he sees me, though. So let's get that clear. Because if it isn't, I can earn something. No, I can't earn it. I can't become more holy, more righteous. No matter how hard I try, in the natural, it's filthy rags, right? But he says, no, son. You are righteous because of what I've done. I've clothed you in my righteousness. Now let's go on a journey together of revelation of what that really is, what that is, right? And the cool thing about God, now I'm preaching. I'm not even looking at <laughs> the cool. <laughs> the cool thing about this relationship with God is I'm convinced that if we preach and teach Jesus and our eyes focus on him, what happens is the sin and the things that we're so trying to get away from and not do, I don't want to do that, what happens is they fall powerless because we're focused on him, right? So I don't need to convince you, especially believers, I'm talking to Christians again, I don't need to convince you of what sin is. I really don't. I don't need to make you more aware of your, and create sin consciousness in here. What we need to do and what we are doing here is becoming righteous conscious, becoming holy conscious because when I'm focused on the righteousness of God and the righteousness that he gave to me my whole life has changed right I'm living here and if 
for some reason I find myself over here all the time, I would say, it's not say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. I would say, let's change our focus because if I'm focused here, you know what's happening? I'm not doing it, right? Simple but true and profound. Freedom in that. Hallelujah. All right, so Jesus is the one who defines us. Jesus defines us. He's the one who infuses us. This is, I'm just restating this scripture, verse 7. He is the one who strengthens us. He experiences us. That's very cool. So the journey of discovering who we are authentically in God happens, I think, in two arenas. One, it happens personally, meaning in my journey with God personally, the Holy Spirit living in me, which is, is what happens when I s- say yes to who he is and what he's done. When I say, yes, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I want to follow you. I want you to be my Lord. His spirit lives in us, and his spirit is the one who reveals to me who he says I am. Some of you today need to revisit who he says you are because he will give you an authentic answer. It happens through his word. Today, you personally, between you and God, it happens in prayer. It happens when you're listening and waiting on him. It happens uh, when we're in worship, worship. I'm speaking you and the Lord. It happens in your daily life as you have experiences. God wants that authentication of who you are to become your reality. And it ha- the second way it happens is through community. Here we are today. We're in community, but God will use this today to help encourage who you are in him. And that's the point. That's the goal. That's why we gather. Why do we have community? Not so we can tell people we went to church. Woo, look at us. We went to church. Or because it's Sunday. If we're going to church because it's Sunday, I, I would challenge your why, your motive, your reason. But in community, we become more authentic. That's the intent that's the intent of this, that we become more authentic. We are built up by others' words, encouragement, prophetic words, relationships. Okay, you with me? All right, verse 8, moving on. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending. It's right there in the Bible. Beware that no one leads you from being who God made you to be by pretending to be something you're not. He said it. Pretending to be full of wisdom when they're full, filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they, who are they, the people who are pretending, operate with humanistic in clouded judgments based on the mindsets of the way this world system works and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. There's a whole message right there. So one that pretends, so let's, you can be honest with yourself, with God. If I am living life and I am calling wisdom from the vantage point of human logic, if I'm argumentative, just saying it, then I'm a pretender. 
if my mindset is other than the anointed truth of the anointed one, I'm a pretender. You with me? So really, again, Jesus is the definition of whether I'm authentic or not to who he made me to be. So being authentic is not pretending. It's not sharing everything with everybody. It's not being someone other than who God created you to be. It's not saying everything's fine when it's not. Being authentic is being honest. Being authentic is sharing, I'll say, with wisdom what is true, what's relevant, beneficial, and life-giving. Being the person who God created you to be and saying what's really going on in your life. Number three, authentic people live with authentic purpose and fulfill their authentic potential and destiny. Verse nine, read it with me. With your eyes, I'll read it out loud. For he is the complete fullness of deity living in human form. That's Jesus. And our own completeness is now found in him. And I'll even say our completeness is, has everything to do with our our authenticity our authenticity is found in him we are completely filled with God as Christ's fullness overflows within us and he is the head of every kingdom and authority in the universe so authentic people live with purpose what is our purpose as a people it's this that the fullness of Christ would overflow within and out of us. You, the fullness of Christ. Think about it, fullness of Christ. He said that. That's our reality. That's our reality. Each one of us living fully alive as part of his team, his family, his body of which he is the head. Realizing and fulfilling our authentic potential and destiny. Actually, us being so authentic that people see us and Jesus and are drawn to Jesus. That's authenticity. And I would even dare to say that that's the kingdom of heaven being released on this earth. So let's keep it real this morning. There's a tension. I'm going to just, so we lay the foundation. Jesus, my authentic, my authentic, I'm authenticated. That's hard to say. I'm authenticated because of my authentic encounter with Jesus so that I can live the authentic life that he made me to live. Right? We're all in agreement. We, do we agree that that's, that's true? Um, how does that really play out in real time? Because I'll be honest with you um, that there's a tension about and how we're authentic in real time. At least for me, there is. Um, and this is where I want to land a plane this morning, I think. And, I, and I'll say this. There's, an, there's a, a responsibility 
in how we steward our authenticity. Because some people think authenticity is just telling you whatever I want whenever I want and telling you how I feel whenever I feel it. And again, we have, I think there's a, there's a place, there's a person, there's a time, and there's a purpose in what we say and who we say it to. So I'm talking to a lot of people right now. So uh, what I know a lot of people in church have longed for is that the people up front are authentic, right? And I would say the reason you would feel that way is because at some point in your journey, you felt like somebody stood up here and wasn't. And so for, if, if I may, and this wasn't even, I wasn't planning to go here. If that has happened to you, I, I, I'm sorry. And on behalf of, if it was me or if it was other ministers or people um, wielding God's word, if that's happened to you and you felt like you heard um, somebody being inauthentic, um, I, I apologize and I deeply uh, say I'm sorry and I repent on behalf of leaders that have ever done that to you. Right? Don't let that become an excuse or a reason not to walk in authenticity or to trust again. I'll say this, I'm a human and um, being authentic um, publicly is, is challenging and tricky. <laughs> but it's possible. And I, and I, and I believe there's been countless leaders, men and women of God, who have done that with their lives and ministry. And let's not look back and get stuck. Let's continue to move forward in this journey together. That's one of the reasons why I enjoy being here is I feel the permission to walk in this journey of authenticity. And I'm learning. It's a process, right? We just said we're continually going somewhere. It's not like, hey, I was authentic once. I'm done. I did it. You know, um, <laughs> but it is a journey. There are all of a sudden I'll find myself in a scenario where I'm like, oh, wh what does authentic really look like here? And again, if I think in human terms and I and I create a mindset of how things are in the natural, I'm going to miss it. Not that I, I might be right in how I answer, but really the issue is me. And I'll be the illustration this morning. It's me being being R.C. and Jesus authentically. That's the journey of discovering who we are today, right now in this moment, right? Right now, in real time, and be, be able to interact with you authentically. Now, the, the, the interesting thing, I'm, I've been holding these cards. You've been seeing me hold these cards. Well, these cards uh, are my personal illustration of our lives. I think all of us have cards, and we hold them uh, in our lives. And it's good we have them. That's and on on this on these cards, I've got lots of things written. It's truth, my preferences, my tastes, wounds, frustrations. There's even some blank ones that um, the Lord's going to define for me as I grow and as I become more and more aware of who He is and who He says I am. He's going to write those in. Um, and I and I wrote as many as I could think of. Uh, Again, they could be right or wrong, but this is my life and how I see myself, and I'm learning of how God sees me, and, and some of you see me a certain way, and I would almost venture to say you probably see me more accurately than I do sometimes, right? 
you, you, would, you would say, and I'm believing this, that I'm doing right now what I'm born to do, and that's to preach the word of God, and I know that's true. It's taken me a while to, to swallow that sometimes when I don't want to, but it's true. So here I am doing that. Uh, these cards, I have belief. I, have, I even wrote the word hate, hate. And maybe I shouldn't have that card. Maybe I need to give it to Jesus. I don't know. Maybe he'll take it from me. Um, but there are certain things I hate. I hate that Lori was suffering with a, a migraine. I hate that. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to hate anybody, right? Phobias, I wrote down. Pain, likes, opinions. Oh, boy. Ooh, opinions. I have them. You have them, too. You have them, too. So are you, are you with me? These cards represent all hopes. It has, the, it has the emotion wheel on here. They're in here, too. Knowledge, love, tendencies, my wants. How about my dislikes, my friends, my, my joy, my family, purpose, hurts, my past, my weaknesses, my truth, my enemies, my preferences, lies that I believe. So these are all things that, if I'm honest, my pleasures, my strengths, another blank one, fear, habits, things I don't want in my life, skills that I have, thoughts that I think, experience I've had, shame, talents, desires, on and on they go. You could, I, I, I took a deck of cards and I labeled all those things. Um, so in an in a, in a encounter with you publicly, I have all of these things about me. Now, my goal in being authentic isn't that you get to know everything and all of them. Now, you may want to, but I'll be honest, I don't want to know everything about you. <laughs> it's too much. Again, I'm talking to a crowd of people, right? Um, and there will be people in your life that you'll have deeper relationship with and connection. That's the beauty of connection codes, and we can go deeper. And what's the point of this? Is the point that you just know all my stuff? No. The point is you and me becoming our authentic self in Christ so that we can actually love each other. Because here's the truth. Christians, I'll say this to Christians. If you're not a Christian, you can be today. You join the family, if you will. But Scripture says that people that don't know Jesus will know about Jesus because of the way we love each other. That's true. So why would I want to be authentic so we can love each other and grow together, right? Um, in an interaction with authentic authenticity, there's two people involved. There's one person that's the one that's sharing. There's also the receiver. And I will say there's just as much weight on the person who's receiving information from the person as the person saying it. And the reason I say this is because if I tell you something about me, because you asked, you asked me something. Let's just pick up, I don't know, I'll pick one that was kind of, uh, my family will appreciate this. Um, if you say, RC, do you like oysters? And I say, okay, this is risk here. For some of you, you're going, what? Who cares? Because you have thick skin and God made you that way. I don't have thick skin. I really don't. So I'm risking here. If you were to say, do you like oysters? And I say, hmm, I wonder if they like oysters. I'm thinking, do they like oysters? Because if they don't like oysters, then I say, I love them. They might say, ew, yuck, or nasty. <laughs> and, if, and if I don't have any 
history with you that I can trust you, then next time you ask me something, I may not tell you the right answer. I may guard away because you are not safe because of the way you made me feel. What you said is true because you're being authentic. Yuck, they're nasty. Again, right place, right time, right purpose, right? Silly illustration. My, my point is this. I'm going to tell you another one. I'm going to go a little bit more personal because I've got a little bit of time. No, I don't. Time is up, but I'm going to try to wrap this up. So the tension is being real, but also stewarding and remembering the point. I like oysters, okay, just so you know. But I didn't know that I liked oysters because growing up, we didn't have them. And the story behind the oysters is I, I don't think I had them until we had that barbecue at your house. And I heard more people say, ooh, yuck, than yummy, yummy in my lifetime up to that date. So honestly, the first time I had an oyster, I didn't know if I liked it or not. And there was a mixed bag. Some people liked it. Some people said, ooh, yuck, right? It's amazing how that little illustration shapes how I then interact and have trust or fear sharing with anybody things I like and don't like. I want to give you permission to decide what you like because it will help me know you better. But if you're stewarding your side of that story, you're not going to make me feel badly because I like them. Right? You cannot like them and not make me feel badly. But if you're trying to make me feel badly, you're not winning in relationship. And it's not loving. Because making people feel badly has never brought them to Jesus. Never. Well, you say, I heard once that they preached on this and this, that, this and that, and it was hellfire and brimstone. And praise God that his kindness drew people through it anyway. Because scripture says it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance anyway. So we can participate with that or we can work against that. Authenticity partners with that. That I'm going to be authentically me and let you be authentically you. And I'll even say this, even if you don't even know who you are. Okay, so I'm going to get really bold. So some people are holding these cards. And I'm going to speak for other people. I, if I share this with them, are they going to, I'll say a few of them. I'm a drug addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm gay. Would someone have the courage to be authentic with you and share those things? Oh, how can that be? Or you need to do this. Shame, shame, right? No. Kindness that leads us to repentance. So one of the tensions I had growing up, some of you can maybe guess what it is, I was, I discovered one of my loves when I was a young, young feller, and it made me nervous, mostly around Christian people. Um, oh, I'll just say it, I, I love, <sighs> I, I, I like heavy metal music. See? See? How could you love heavy metal music? So I, I discovered when I was a young, probably teenager, preteen, that I liked heavy metal music. So um, I had friends that listened to heavy metal, and I wasn't allowed to listen to certain bands. Um, but there were some Christian bands coming out, and I, I made it my journey and joy to find Christian heavy metal. Yeah, Striper. Yes. I'm a big Striper fan. That they're like my favorite Christian metal band. They really are. 
So, but when I was in high school, I wasn't able to speak this freely about it. Uh, for whatever reason, it was one of the cards that I did not want to share with certain people. Because, I'll tell you this, because what was I afraid of? It was a lot of fear. The fear, I had fear that they, that they wouldn't like me. Um, and you would say, well, that shouldn't matter, R.C. And I'm going to say, yeah, in one sense it doesn't, in one sense it does. Because one of my gifts is I really care about you, and I care about what you think. So because I care about you and I care about what you think, it does matter to me. Now, you would say you're not being authentic if you don't tell that person you like heavy metal. Well, there's a risk that I have. Why would I tell you that? Do you really want to know? Does it really matter? Or is it going to take turn you away from God? Because really, what I didn't want people to do was to not love Jesus. That's really what I didn't want. Now, I'm learning to be okay. <laughs> still hard. With them not liking me. I mean, everybody likes me, but you know, <laughs> let's just get real. <laughs> and the truth is, there's probably things I have on my cards that I think would affect how you think of me, but it really wouldn't, but I think it does, right? Um, so anyway, I remember in high school coming to and Striper, blasting, rah, and I'm driving up to the, college, the high school campus my senior year, cranking it, and then there's some of the Christian teachers, and whew, down it goes. I didn't even want them to know I listened to it, just in case. Here's the other piece. I grew up in a time when there were preachers teaching that music was of the devil, and it wasn't. So there was a, there was a heightened awareness in this controversy at that time as well. And some people still feel that way. And here's the honest truth. If you're in this room this morning or online, and you believe that metal music is wrong, um, th that's okay. I, I need to be okay with that. And if you even think that it's demonic, then we, I'm, I'm going to honor your, your thought on that, okay? Are you hearing me? Um, I want to be authentic with you. I really do enjoy, you know, striper and heavy metal music. I enjoy it. I really do. And I'm saying that not just so I can feel better about myself because there's a risk involved because I don't want anybody to think because RC likes heavy metal that all of a sudden... The thing that I repented for 10 minutes ago is now at stake. I want you to know Jesus above all else. And if I know you don't like heavy metal music, I won't even bring it up because I love you. And in fact, we get in a car and go on a car ride. Some would say, well, you're authentic. You have a right. Turn it on. It's your car. Nah. Because God made me to care about you first. Now, if you were to say, hey, I love you so much, I want to try and bear Listening to heavy metal for an hour, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> What's the point? Because we can spend all day talking about these things. I mean, some people want to know, you know, my likes and my dislikes, but this also gets to my beliefs. You know, if I were to say that I voted for Joe Biden this last election, I'm just, I, I know, but, but I'm, I'm, so then some people will go, up, oh, sh shutting down. And if that comes into our hearts when we're interacting with someone that's a believer, then we need to check our hearts and say, God, what's going on in me? Because even if they're wrong, see that, this is where authenticity gets a little bit of tension. So the wonder of it all goes back to the start. 
in the same way you received Christ by faith, continue in him, rooted and established in him, so that then we can interact with people relationally through that lens. They may not be authenticated yet. That could help, but even if they are, they will know we're Christians because we love each other. And I'm going to say this. We love because he first loved us. And if we aren't loving others, I think we need to have an Ashbury experience where it's about the love of God and experiencing the love of God because all the list of things in Scripture, be this way, do this way, we cannot do that. It's an outflow of his love in our lives. And you can't give away what you don't have. ask you this today three questions one I'm including me in this it's not you I'm not going to ask you I'm going to ask us are we being authentic with God today have we had an authentic are we having an authentic experience with him number two are we being authentic with ourselves maybe you have a list of cards maybe you need to write down some things, all the things you can think of, and ask the Lord if you're being authentic with yourself. Are there things that I am actually ignoring that I need to face about myself? And then are we being authentic with others? It'll be the last thing. Am I being authentic with you? Again, I believe it's a journey of a lifetime as we grow in this, but it's a beautiful thing. Verse 10, I want to read it again. And our own completeness, our own authenticity is now found in him. We are completely filled with God as, as Christ's fullness overflows within us. Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That authenticity isn't um, new to you. And as we look at you, Jesus, at your authentic life, <clears throat> I'm so grateful that you showed us the way. There were times, and I was even thinking about when you stood before Pilate. And he just was rattling you. Say something. Prove who you really are. If you're really right, demonstrate it. Huh. And you just stood there, fully authentic. And you knew when to say, I am who you say I am. You knew when to say it. You knew when not to say it. And when you showed up and all the different people you ministered to, you knew when to show up. You knew what to say. You were authentic. Boy, I want to live that way, Jesus. We want to live that way. So thank you that you modeled authenticity for us. And thank you that we're holding it up as our mandate, but it's really not a rule, but it's a desire of our heart to be authentic with you, to be authentic with ourselves, to be authentic with people so that they can know you, Jesus.
so that we can know you, Jesus, that we can experience you, Jesus, together. Thank you for authenticating me. You are the one who designed me. You're the creator. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus, how you see me and how what you say is true about me. And this morning, as we wrap this up, if you don't know Jesus, you've never said yes to him and you want to today, I do want to give you a chance to do that. And I'd love to pray with you. If there's anybody in this room, and I don't care if you've been going to church for 50 years. I have. <laughs> 50 years I've been going to church. Some of us longer than that. That's awesome. Doesn't mean you know Jesus. If you want to have Jesus authenticate you today, say, that's cool to think that way, right? Jesus says, I've made you. You are who I say you are. Isn't that awesome? That is so awesome. If that's you in this room, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to make sure we don't just assume anything. Yeah, thank you. Around this room, there's several. Church, can we pray this prayer together with these people? I want you to repeat after me. I haven't done this in a minute. I think this is pretty cool. I'm just going to pray a prayer together with, with us inviting Jesus, receiving Jesus into our lives fresh and new today. All right, will you say it out loud after me? This is RC's prayer. This, I'm doing the best I can. We called this a sinner's prayer when I grew up, but you know what? It's our prayer together. I'm going to use my words the best I can, but I want us to pray together. Will you say it after me, dear Jesus? Thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for dying on the cross and raising again to conquer sin once and for all. I receive you, Jesus, to be my Savior and my Lord starting today for the rest of my life. I say yes to you, Jesus. Fill me with your spirit. I am yours. You are mine. I love you. I receive you. In Jesus' name. I want to just pray over you. God, thank you that some of us recommitted our relationship with you today. And some of us, this was the first time that we said yes to you fully. I pray for those people today that you would protect and guard over that which you've begun in us today. The next question I have and the last one is, if you feel like you've not been authentic with yourself or with God or with others, I want you to stand with me this morning. There's no pressure on this. If you don't stand, it doesn't mean you have it all together either. But... I just want to invite you. I, I feel this in my heart that I just want to say, God, I'm, I'm all in again, right? I'm, I'm all in authentically again, right? Um, and I don't even maybe know what that fully looks like, but I had this thought the other day that if all believers were like fully all in in the sense of like, I'm all in Jesus and I'll, 
and I, I can do everything you say I can, that we would see an amazing move of God. It kind of struck me. I'm not saying that we haven't worked hard enough. That's not what I'm saying. It was more of like this availability idea. I'm available, God, to do whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want it, um, fully real and alive in you. And I just had this cool impression of it, it going, God, I'm, I'm all in again, again, right? And I, if that brings up fear from the past, I'm sorry, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to do things just because it's how I did it before, right? Thank you for giving me grace to do this today. <laughs> um, but I'm standing here saying, God, I'm all in again, again, again. It's, it's not another altar call to go, I'm going to do it and then leave the same. I don't want that. But I am saying with you today that I, I want to be authentic with you, God. I want to learn to be more authentic with people around me and steward that authenticity together with you, right? I want to know you. I want to know you. I want you to know me. Right? And that's what this is all about. And I want people who don't know Jesus to know Jesus. Right? Yeah, let's pray together. God, here we are. Standing this morning is our attempt to say we want to be fully authentic with you and fully authentic with ourselves authentic with each other. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you are our starting point. Thank you, Jesus, for authentication. And thank you, Jesus, that you are interested in moment by moment, play by play, experiencing us on the way as we go everywhere we go. May that awareness give us the confidence the permission, the privilege of being fully authentic, that each one of us, we would not be clones, that we would not try to look the same, but that we would discover what our fingerprint is, what our part of the body is, and that we would be fully, fully alive, fully healthy, fully flowing in that place as long as you give us breath on this earth. We are your representation. We want to be your representation. What a privilege that is, Jesus, to represent you. Woo. And you want us to do it in our own skin, the skin that you gave us together with this people. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.